0: Welcome everyone to another episode of where is this going before we get into it today I want to please remind you to take a second to subscribe to my channel on YouTube there you'll find every episode in its full video versions as well as smaller clips and highlights from those episodes and if you haven't done so already as well please just go to Instagram and follow me at Felix and if you're listening to this right now please take a second to go rate it five stars on the Apple's podcast app that would mean a lot. And my next guest, she is a mindset coach. She is a podcast host. She does it all. Please welcome Pam Christian. And we're live, Pam. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time and coming on my show today. It's a it's a pleasure to have you on, and I'm happy you're here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So I told you a few seconds ago. Is there a little tidbit, a little something that the world doesn't know about you from what's already on this world, big worldwide web?
1: I mean, I was debating with going with two things, but I think I'm just gonna go with. Um, most people think I'm super social and that I'm like friends with everyone and I wanna be in the whole scene and I'm the biggest introvert and I'm pretty anti-social and I don't go out at all and I'm totally to myself, so.
0: Wow, have you always been like that?
1: No, I actually didn't know myself for a long time so I was chasing what I thought I was supposed to be doing and I was super social and out there and everything and there was just a time when I realized it wasn't for me but it took a leap of faith because it's scary to like one, change yourself or go back to your true self actually. And two, to not follow the herd and not do what the crowd's doing. You feel like not just FOMO, but like, what's wrong with me? And as I started to grow myself and do more internal work, I realized actually it's what's wrong with everyone else? No, I'm just kidding. It's there's nothing wrong with me.
0: So what I mean, what so what were you like before? I mean, what was when, when I mean, what what age period are we talking?
1: So we're talking like teenagers in my twenties, early twenties. And um, I was out and about. I was always hosting the parties. I mean, even growing up, I was in. The, I grew up in in, in a city, and um, like my like my 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 parents would go out for night or for dinner, and I'd have like all these random people over. They'd find beer caps, whatever, um, and stuff like that. And I was just always in the mix. And then even in my early twenties, I got engaged really young, and. Um, He was that kind of a guy. So I took that on also. And it but it just started to drain me. And I realized that it was draining me. And I'm like, I don't actually think this is the person I am. You know, maybe it's the person that I thought I was, or that I was taught I was supposed to be or the examples and models around me were. Um, So yeah, I don't know the last time I went out.
0: (laughs) So would you would you define that as a, I guess, an early midlife crisis?
1: I mean, midlife crisis is such a cliche term. I don't know if those are the words I would use, but I would say it's, it was part of my spiritual ele- evolution.
0: Mm. Say more. How? What? I mean, the the words. I guess the words spiritual evolution hold different meaning for different people. Um, for you, what does that mean?
1: Um, I I think getting in touch with your soul and your inner self is, you know, developing spiritually. And so I would say in my late twenties, I really started to connect with something inside of myself. Not sure what it was, not sure what I was doing, starting to meditate, not understanding why not even liking it. I hated it. I was like, oh my gosh, I just have to sit here and listen to these thoughts about myself and what's wrong with my life and what's going to happen and what ifs and expectations. But I just kept on the journey. And I think that was where the the transformation occurred. um, Through those early years of really pushing through, even though I didn't like it, I also knew I needed something else. And there was something else out there for me.
0: Now, was there one big moment that you realized, okay, I need to change or this is not really me? Like, was there... How did I think that there process are lots
1: go? of micro moments, and when people say they had that aha moment, I believe them, and I believe that there was that aha moment for them, but I also believe there were these little mini moments leading up to that big moment, so I had lots of big moments, I mean, in my life that have created transformation. I had, um, you know, getting married, getting divorced, um, being a single parent, um, um, uh what's it called um losing my parents those are all big life-changing events that definitely woke me up in certain ways but there were th- if there weren't little things along the way then those big moments wouldn't have been able to happen because I wouldn't have been aware enough
0: hmm. what are, I mean are, that's
1: how I feel what?
0: are there some smaller moments that stand out to you as uh meaningful or in that I path? mean
1: there, there's everything from like being in, I just like wrote a blog about what I would give to my former self if I was 20 years old now, what advice I'd give to myself and thinking about, I was so sick of hating myself. I was so sick of being insecure. I was so sick of my low self-esteem. I was so sick of constantly questioning every single thing about that. Now that's not a big moment. I just got sick of hating myself. So that, the, 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 that was like a small moment over time. And so it got so tiresome. And so it wasn't just about hating myself, be so focused on myself. Like, who am I? I'm a blip in this world. I'm like this tiny blip and I'm so focused on, ooh, should I wear that? Or should I wear that? Or what if my hair doesn't look like this? Or what if my face doesn't look like that? Or my body? And I realized no matter how in shape I was, how attractive I was, how many times people told me I was attractive, it didn't, none of it mattered. Because... It's all about service, in my opinion, and what you're doing for others. So I got sick of myself. And and that that's a small moment. So that was a very small moment. That wasn't a catastrophic, life-changing moment. And I think those catastrophic, life-changing moments, well, not catastrophic, but those life-changing moments can both be positive or negative. It doesn't have to be a negative thing that wakes you up or makes you feel a certain way. Um, so that would be like something small.
0: So how does someone go from hating the way they look or feel or X, Y, and Z to then... Not not anymore.
1: I think it's a long journey. And um, I will credit my kids to a lot of this. I have three unbelievable kids. How that, old are they? Like, um, two are 18 freshmen in college during COVID.
0: Wh- where where do they go to school?
1: Uh, one's in Maryland at University of Maryland and one's in Miami University They're, of Miami. Oh,
0: Miami uh, during COVID must be something.
1: Yeah, it's weird, but he he he's living his best life, don't you worry. <laughs> um, and then um my daughter's 16 and she's home with me, missing her brothers like crazy. But um so you know, I, 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 that was one thing for me that was like, wait, what kind of parent do I want to be? Can I change the ancestral path that my parents came from, their parents came from, their parents came from, and create new patterns for them going forward so they can raise different kinds of children that can impact the world in a different way? Not that my parents weren't awesome or anything, but we all have our stuff. Um, but I think the thing to do is because so many people, especially young people, because I coach a lot of young people, are suffering. Mm. are miserable, are unhappy with their lives, are looking to the external and the material to satisfy them, make them happy and make them feel better about themselves. And they're left feeling empty. And the first thing I always say to people is noticing it. Notice that you don't feel good. That's the first step. If you notice it and stay in noticing for a year and do nothing else but notice, that's okay because this is a life journey. This isn't a day, two day, three long, quick course. and then it's, what do you want to do about it? What's one thing you can do? One thing I, I did was stop telling myself how, I can't remember what it was, but how worthless I was or how not smart I was because um, you know we get told things throughout our whole lives. I mean, and you start to believe the things you're told and the things you tell yourself. So I started to say to myself, anytime I said X, Y, Z to myself, I'm going to notice it and tell myself and, and say like two things to offset it. Mm. Um. I always tell people, I think meditation is key for everyone. You don't have to like it. Um, It's just taking a step. If you tell the universe and by tell the universe, I don't mean saying, hey, universe, which you could do also. But if you just put it out there that you want something different for yourself, that's the first step. So you have to notice that there needs to be something different and then put it out there. And you may put it out there and then be like, wait, Pam Christian said, if I put it out there, everything was going to change. It may take a year before you see that next change. It's incremental, slow, steady, it's trusting, it's belief, it's faith, it's all of those things. And of course, I could give you a million things you can do from drinking water to journaling to taking walks to meditating to affirmations to listening to certain types of music, all sorts of things. And those are the things that are easy once you know what to do, but it's first deciding that you want it to be different.
0: Now, what is meditation? Do you meditate yourself? Yeah. What what does meditation look like for you?
1: I mean, I meditate almost all day long. So my life is a constant meditation. Um, So, and obviously if I'm like dealing with a work issue or a personal issue, I try to stay in a meditative state, but that's not always easy. So it could be from washing the dishes to taking a walk to sitting in my backyard, but every single morning, no matter what, when I wake up, the first thing I do is go into this little meditative space that I've created for myself. I love crystals. So there are crystals all around me and I sit there and I always like to do it for like 40 minutes, but sometimes I have to drive my daughter to school. I slept in, something happened. So it's 10 minutes. It could be three minutes, but I always do it. And if I don't get the full time that I want, I come back to it. And then every night, the same thing. At the end of each meditation, I say, um, you know, not out loud to myself, um, thank you so much for this journey, the good, the bad. If I'm going through something difficult, I, I say, thank you for this. I know there are lessons in it. And how can I serve you? Like I show gratitude and then I ask how I can serve. And use me however you want to serve the world to be a better place. And that I do only in one of my meditations. That's every morning. Um, But that's a very formal meditation. I sit, I close my eyes. Sometimes I'll put on meditation music, not really a guided meditation, but music to like relax me, light a candle, light some incense. And if I can't get into it because I have a lot going on in my mind, I put um, some, um, I totally forgot what it (laughs) says.
0: You're just bringing. Okay. You were bringing the, me through the different ways. That the meditation,
1: but I can't remember what I was going to say about it. The candle, the incense. If I have a lot going, on. oh, I do breathing techniques. I knew there was something. And Wim Hof is awesome. I don't know if you know who Wim Hof is, but yes, he like yeah, he's the guy who like does the hot cold, jump right. in the hot the cold. But he does these awesome breathing techniques. And breathing, I used to like. I'm not someone who likes to stretch. I want to get right into it. But the breathing sets you up and creates a space where your mind settles down. Or you could have a mantra. Or you could use mala beads. But so when I can't calm down or settle myself, I'll usually do that first. And then the answers are all there. But the thing is, what happens is when you first start meditating, You don't have clarity because you have so much noise going on in your mind that you have to spend weeks, maybe a month, maybe two months. It's going to be a different timeline for everyone letting the noise, the chatter, the soundtrack that you have going, come in, noticing it and releasing it so you can start clearing your mind so you can go into a deeper meditation in a month when you've cleared the, the gunk out.
0: That's funny you say that cuz I was the other day I was trying to, I was trying to start meditation for the first time cuz I get a lot of guests that talk to me about meditation so I'm like all right let's see what this is all about um and I used what is it the the Calm app um mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a basic thing that people do um mm-hmm. but yeah it, it's kind of what you're saying like you just I mean I just realized that I was sit there and it was like I guess something new but you just end up kind of thinking about everything that you don't want to be thinking about You know what I mean?
1: You have to, because you have to release those thoughts. They're going to stay there. So you have to like, it's the first layer. So Mm. you have to like be okay being uncomfortable with those thoughts. And if you find yourself having a thought that you don't like, and then there are like a hundred arms of that thought with a hundred other thoughts coming from it, you have to just notice it and stop it. So you say, okay, this thoughts here, I'm going to let this one go. What's the next one? And then the next one comes in and you didn't try to meditate by the way. You meditated, mm. you meditated. You may have not got the results that you wanted because you have expectations about it. But if you sat there and you put yourself in the situation, you did it. So that's what you should be saying to people. I meditated the other day. That's what it is. And also, I am hope you don't mind. You can edit this out if you don't like this. But you said, calm. I feel like that's what everyone does. It doesn't matter what everyone else does. Uh. You know what I mean? Like, did you like the calm app or no? Mm.
0: It's a little weird to use, I guess, in the beginning. I haven't really gotten used to it.
1: Okay. Maybe try something else. Maybe go on YouTube and say relaxing uh, meditation music. Theta theta waves. They're all different things. So just because everyone else likes Calm App, I don't like the Calm App. Oh, okay. I think it's great for people who it works for, and that's awesome, but it would never work for me.
0: What's the best – do you use any app or – like? I, I don't use noise. an app. I go on YouTube. Okay.
1: And so like, it depends what your goals are. So like, I'm pretty deep in my meditation now. So like, I want abundance. I want a manifestation, but it takes time to get there. So I'll usually do stuff like that, manifesting my best life or, but you could just go on and do, there's something called alpha waves, beta waves, theta waves, gamma waves. Theta waves are really cool. It's like binaural beats. So it's kind of like got this like little like thing to it, but what it does is it massages your brain. So even if you're not loving it, it's giving your brain a massage while you're meditating. And you don't even need to be listening to the music. It's kind of like just. And you just go right into it mm. and sink. Let the thoughts come. Let the stress come. Let the worries come. The only way to let them go is to let them come.
0: Mm. Do your kid, Have you implemented these methods with your kids?
1: Yeah. And like right now, like my daughter, I don't know if she'd mind me saying this, but she's like, she's not that into it right now. And that's okay because she has the tools for later on. But three years ago, she would do it with me. Each of my kids at varying times of their lives have embraced it. My son, who's really into like health and wellness recently, just got up early to meditate for 15 minutes every day. So throughout their lives, but I've done all this stuff, affirmations, so that when they do hit a a hard spot, they know where to go, go. They have a toolbox and they know what tool to pull out.
0: Now, you said earlier that a lot of uh, a lot of your clients are younger um, and that and I guess I'm, I'm one of those younger people um, that we're suffering. How, how or I guess in your um, observations, how are young people suffering these days?
1: I mean, it is my observations, but it's what they're telling me. Um, you know, first of all, social media is really right. challenging. Have you watched The
0: Social Dilemma?
1: I started it and I couldn't do it.
0: Oh, wow. I will.
1: I will watch it, but I just wasn't in the headspace for it. It's intense. Yeah. And it's disturbing. And it's upsetting. And so I have to, like, I try to keep my vibration really high. So that's a great example. I'm not saying that Social Dilemma would do that to you, but I stay away from anything that's going to drag me down. So I don't follow, like, this political stuff. It's not that I don't watch anything or know what's going on, although my kids usually give me the information. They're like, Mom, are you living under a rock? I'm like, "Uh, yeah, and I'm happy there. But, like, you can't be so clueless. You have to be in the world, of course. But, like, I don't need to put on the Social Dilemma if I feel like it's going to be depressing and ruin my night. There'll be a time where my energy and my vibration is high enough that I have enough reserves that it won't impact me. But I started it and I realized where it was going and I was like, right now I can't do this. And so it's the same thing with my Instagram feed. I have a lot of friends that I follow. They are all muted. I do not need to see what they're doing. I don't care. All I have and that's not muted is positive stuff. All that I have is stuff that's just not just positive, but going to drive me. And it doesn't mean that I don't experience negative or bad times. I'm going through a really rough situation right now, and it's very painful for me. But I, especially when I'm going through a rough situation, I want the positivity around me to uplift me. I don't want to sink into it further.
0: Mm. But do you ever feel like sometimes, I guess with regards, you know, personal stuff, that's one thing. But maybe with regards to the the rest of the world, do you ever feel like shielding yourself is, um, you know, that there's a negative effect of, you know, muting some of the accounts that might have some negative news. I mean, cause then it also, I guess, in a sense, doesn't show you fully what's going on in the world.
1: I well, So first of all, I didn't answer your question about why I think the younger people are suffering. So if you want okay. me to get yes, back to that, after. I will. Okay. For sure. And so, so like, I think there's different levels of consciousness and mm. awareness and I am very aware of the world that's, everything is based on the physical. Everything is based on what we see in front of us, what the news tells us. I don't even believe half the news stuff. So you want me to put on the news to see what's going on and then have to filter out which is true, which isn't true. Wait, should I get worried about this? Should I not get worried about this? I'm not saying I don't watch the headlines. I'm not saying that I don't quickly go on my phone and see what's going on. And if there's something like, um, this is like, like, obviously I know that Donald Trump tested positive. And obviously I know how he's handling that. Like I know, but I don't wanna dig deep into any of that because I already know, I, I, I've read this story before. You know what I mean? Like, and, and he's just an example. Like there, there are a million examples and it doesn't matter if I like the person or don't like the person. And like I said, my kids give me enough of the snapshots But no, I don't feel like I'm out of touch with what's going on in the universe. I knew when COVID hit, I knew I needed to stock up on toilet paper and paper towels and that my kids needed to come home and be home. Like I'm aware enough, but I'm not living in that space. And what I think happens is that people sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll and they spend more time there than they need to. And any self-help, self-development stuff you can read We'll tell you to do a news, news do a news de- detox. If you don't watch the news for six weeks, you're not going to miss that much. I mean, unless it's like the day the election is decided.
0: <laughs> but or you'll be or hearing it a from pandemic your hits.
1: Yeah, exactly. But we'll be hearing it, so it's like I hear enough of it from people.
0: Mm. So now, why are, ki- why are kids suffering?
1: Okay. So, well, social media, I think, is a big thing. I mean, the amount of fake stuff that people put on just so people everyone starts thinking everyone has this life and even though they know in the back of their mind it's not true it's like they question it and our unconscious takes over and starts believing it but also um people aren't outside as much so you don't connect with nature um the things that are valued today and I'm not even saying they're not valued for the people in my age group too, are not things that matter. People are not in touch with who they are. They're too busy impressing. They're too busy showing off. So they've lost their sense of self. They don't even know what they like or don't like. They go do these things. You maybe, I don't know, go and do these things and don't say no because you don't want to go. You don't want to hurt someone's feelings. You don't want to be the outsider. So you're constantly compromising your integrity and who your true self is. And when you do that, you lose yourself. And when you lose yourself, you can't be happy.
0: Mm. So you feel like, so social media is definitely number one. Um, well, I guess yeah. diets,
1: I mean, diets are huge. Our diets are well, not ours. Cause I have a pretty good diet, but like, what are you eating? You're going out, you're door dashing. I mean, I have three teenagers door dashing, um, whatever Uber eats, going to all the restaurants, which when used to be in moderation, that was like an extra, that was like, And now it's an everyday. No one's cooking at home. No one's got real food. Food affects you. It affects how you feel about yourself. Not drinking water, Starbucks, Starbucks lattes, pumpkin, cold brew cream, whatever thing on it. Like all that stuff is going inside your body. And all that stuff is all these different chemicals. And I'm not saying you have to be this health freak at all, but moderation with all of that. So that people don't, People don't connect anymore. Mm. And I'm, I said, I'm, I'm not the most social person, but I know that I want to help other people. People don't want to help each other out. They don't want to give each other a compliment. Everyone's in competition. Everyone needs to show each other who's better, who's better, who's got more of this, who's got more of that. They're not clapping for each other. We're losing our sense of community, whatever version of community that is.
0: So what do you, how do you help those kids that are, you know, I guess falling into that trap? Cause it's, it's very, I mean, I can speak for myself, you know, you, you fall down the social media trap or the you I mean, you live a certain lifestyle, right? When I'm 20 years old, but that when you're 20 in this in this day and age, um, there are just things that you kind of do. And I catch myself. I mean, you look at your screen time and that's for me shocking. But, um, you know, I guess for, for someone like yourself who has the experience and has different clients, um, you know, to the kids out there listening, what do you say?
1: Well, first of all, it's discipline. You're all about instant grat- gratification. So it's not going off Instagram for a day. It's saying every Monday, I'm not going to be on Instagram, no matter what, for the next six weeks and sticking with it. And when you don't stick with it, you're failing yourself. You don't have self-respecting. You don't have self-love because you're deciding not to give that to yourself. And you're like an addict and you're getting that next, like, um, whatever fix. And so discipline is huge. And saying you're worth it. The other thing is loving yourself. But what do I do with my clients? My clients, we unpack a lot of stuff. So what's possible for you? What do you want your life to look like? What are your values? We start unpacking that stuff and figuring that out and seeing if it's in alignment with where they are now. And if it's not, then how do we get back into alignment with that? Because sometimes people don't even know what their values are. How can you be living a good life if you're not living by your values? And how can you be living by your values if you don't know what your values are? Mm -hmm. Values are huge. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we talk, you know, we get into how, who are you trying to please? Whose expectations are you trying to meet? And most often, it's not your parents, and it's not yours own, it's societies, it's the message you've been given so subliminally over all the years. So then we have to figure out if those messages really resonate with the people with my clients. And it's it's work, it's a lot of work. And it's a lot of crying and a lot of deep, dark trauma, not trauma always, but just going to deep, dark places.
0: And now we're just going to take a quick break to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in U.S. Wellness Meats. U.S. Wellness Meats has over 400 all-natural whole foods in their online store at uswellnessmeats.com. All of their beef, lamb, bison, and dairy products are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. They also offer pasture-raised heritage pork, free-range poultry, and wild-caught seafood. They specialize in every single diet under the sun and have hundreds of paleo, keto, whole 30, sugar-free, and AIP-friendly options. All their foods are raised on family farms dedicated to sustainable and ethical principles, so you will never have any pesticides, herbicides, antibiotics, growth hormones, or GMOs. They ship anywhere in the country for only $9.50 for shipping and handling, and most orders are delivered within 24 to 48 hours of leaving their facilities. Go to uswellnessmeets.com today. And when you use promo code podcast, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, you'll receive 15% off storewide savings. Again, go to uswellnessmeets.com, use that promo code podcast, and you'll get 15% off of every single order. Go check it out today. Now let's get back into it. And what I mean, what is ultimately speaking of social media like um, you feel like for a 20 year old or um, teenager, the best way to balance it, like you talk about. Okay, Mondays, I, I don't go on on Instagram, but you know, for a lot of people, it might be. It's. I mean, it's a daily thing for I think ninety percent of the population. Yeah, I think you. Um, you know. Ninety-eight. <laughs> yeah, uh, what do you feel like is a good balance for well, a twenty-year-old individual?
1: I think it's each person's different. So let's say you're on Instagram eight hours a day, which you can find out by looking at your screen time, like you said. How about six hours a day? How about five hours a day? How about, I mean, seven hours a day, I meant. Like, you don't have to make a big step. Just maybe maybe it's eight hours that you do every day, do seven and a half hours. Mm. Just choosing one thing to make it a little bit different. And then when you get to seven and a half hours and you're doing that pretty steadily, maybe seven hours. You don't, the difference between seven hours and eight hours is, ridic- is like, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be on for eight hours. You could be on for seven hours and that be enough. Um, choosing something to replace it. So instead of having your phone in your hand, Where's that book? What do you want your future to look like? What do you want? Do you want to have an amazing career? Do you want to be out hiking every week? Like, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me what it is. And how are you going to get closer to that? And what's going to bring you to get closer to that? So let's say you want to be outdoors every weekend, which I don't think most 20-year-olds do, but let's just yeah, say that's what I, it is. I fall
0: into that category.
1: <laughs> oh, awesome.
0: I love that. That's
1: cool. Okay. So, and you want to be on Instagram and you're willing to do seven hours instead of eight. So on Instagram, start following outdoor Appalachian Trail Club. You start following things that resonate with outdoors. What 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 is it that you like about the outdoors? What kind of outdoors do you want to be in? So start putting that on your feed and a lot of that. And that'll pop up and so will your friends. But it'll be subliminal, like just like society subliminally trains us to want Starbucks or to want uh Chick-fil-A or whatever those places are. I don't know why I'm doing food or shop at a certain place or all the girls go to Sephora or whatever it is. You can subliminally chain, train yourself to want something else. So if you start just following all these different accounts that are full of that, that's what you're going to see all the time.
0: Now I have another question for, um, for the young people. Uh, do you notice that this social media age and you I mean, you're, you know, from the life coach standpoint, um, Do you feel like it's between girls and boys, uh, I mean, I have my opinions and, you know, I have a lot of friends that are girls that I could tell it affects way more than it will for boys, but you have a very different angle than I do. Do you see that social media uh, puts, you know, way more stress, if you will, or um, social anxieties on uh, females than it does for males?
1: I think the males are impacted a different way. So. so I think, yes, what you, the answer to your question is, yes, but I think the males are impacted just as much. These girls are pressuring them to be in these pictures. These girls are pe- pressuring them to act like they're in relationships or if they are really in relationships to present it to the world. If you're really happy, why do you need to show it to
0: everyone? Hey, I'm, I'm a uh, big proponent of that.
1: Uh, of putting it on?
0: No, of, of not. Oh, of, exactly. Yeah, what's it, the point? Yeah.
1: Exactly, why, or why do you need to? Um, I think the guys feel have they have to take care of these girls who are freaking out, oh, this person didn't like me. I think the girls put a lot of pressure for the likes. I think the guys I, this is like a, a a difficult, not a difficult thing. i I am all for equal everything for women. I am women. I love women. I'm all about women power, but I think what's happened is that we vilify our men and we've put them down so much and made them so the bad guys that, how could we, that that's what we're expecting from them. How could they ever rise, rise to the occasion, rise to who they're meant to be. And we also have been raised to believe these guys, they should take care of us financially. They should um, they should be these heroes, knight in shining armors. You guys are just human beings like us. You're just doing the best you can. And you're doing the best you can when you're told not to have emotions and not to feel things. Mm. So like, I think it's equally impactful. It's just different. And the girls cry about it more and show it more. And the guys hold it inside. And it's not the same kind of impact. Like, ooh, I wore this and the guy wore that. And I, he looked better. His arms were bigger. I think it's more a different kind of impact.
0: Now, there's a, a, something else that I've also noticed, speaking of, of guys versus girls in, in this uh, perspective. But a lot of, um, I know a couple different people who are starting their you know, um, coaching business online or whatever it may be. And I, re- and I noticed that, uh, at least for what it seems like, um, it's mostly, if you're looking at the younger population between, say, 18 and 22, it's mostly young men that go towards getting a life coach or whatever you want to call it, rather than young girls. Is that, would you, in your experience, that fall true?
1: I think that's interesting that you say that, because I always wondered, most of my clients are men. I mean, if you look at my Instagram following 80% are men. Wow. Um, that's a big percentage. I'm trying to balance it out a little bit. Um, I think it's actually 75 now, but why is first that? Heard. Um, like for me or just in general,
0: but yeah, for you or in general, or I why do you for think, me,
1: Go ahead. I think, I think for me, it's because like, um, I might be a little bit more relatable. Um, Um, I've always leaned more in the direction of being a little bit more chill and laid back and like, I have my female friends, but getting along with guys too. So I can see their side, I think is what it is. And I can see how difficult it can be. And then in general, I think it is because our men are suffering. And listen, I say our men, I have two sons, like, and I have a daughter. I get all sides of it. I, the daughter, the girls don't get what they need from the men because the men have been taught, taught, they have to be emotionally vacant. They can, they, they to have emotions is weak. And like, I, I truly have raised my men to go be the best men, my boys, my sons to be the best men they can be for. For themselves, because when they do that for themselves, they're going to be the best best men for their partners. 100%. And I just think that guys are broken down, mm. and they they don't know what to do, and they don't know where to go. And therapy is kind of off limits because therapy is like kind of lame and weak for a guy. But a coach, a coach sounds a little different.
0: Mm. Now, what, what we talk about the big differences between a, a therapist and a life coach for people out there that aren't really familiar.
1: So I'm not a life coach. I'm a mindset coach, just to clarify, which is totally cool. So so
0: what are the, so for you, what are those, even those differences between a life coach and a mindset coach?
1: A mindset coach is using your mind, using your thoughts, creating new thoughts, creating new patterns, disrupting behaviors and older patterns so that you create a new pathway to a new life. A life coach looks at your whole life. There's, they're both great. Nothing's, you know, and kind of wants to evaluate it. But I think the difference between coaching and therapy is coaching is all about moving you forward. And therapy, and this is my opinion, again, people are going to have something to say about it, but it's all about moving you forward and what are we doing to move you forward and looking forward. And therapy is unpacking past baggage and history. Not that you don't do that in coaching, but that's the focus in order to get you comfortable with your life where it is now, or maybe, I don't know, maybe to move you forward too, but there are different focuses of how to get there. We both want the same result. We want our clients to be living their very best lives.
0: I think it's interesting you say that there's a difference between life coaching and mindset coaching. Like in my mind, those are synonymous just because I feel like without the right mindset, you can't move on in your life, you know what I mean? But I, I think that it's interesting to hear you say that because, you know, especially in this day and age where I think people talk about mental health more and, what goes on in the mind more, there's so they're different people for different aspects, right? I mean, do you notice that especially more in the modern day, um, that over time that it's developed to have a mindset coach, a life coach, a therapist, as all different things, I think 40 years ago, you'd say, yeah, it's a therapist, and you're done.
1: Well, and I think there's a great point there, too, which is, if we need all those people, we are suffering. Like, if we need all those intricacies, and all those detailed, like this very niche type of focus which I think is great because it works for me because it's what I do but people really need help because the world is not working right now for people Mm. We are not in a good place I don't care what your age is and I'm not saying like I'm in a great place even though I'm going through a difficult situation like I just told you I'm in a great place but overall we're not in a healthy place
0: Mm. And, uh, and it's
1: crumbling in front of us we're watching it
0: But what, like, from, I mean, I could think of a lot of different ways in which...
1: Mental health, diet, um, physically, um, illness, um, I think in every way, community, how people don't help each other out. What the heck? Like we go on any social media and look at it. Either you got girls telling girls how amazing they are, but not talking to them in school or not looking at them, but oh my God, you're gorgeous or so pretty, or your butt's so big and it looks so good. And won't even look at them at school. They don't acknowledge each other. They nothing. And then um, to your neighbor needs help. And you kind of know that they need help. They're older, but you just don't go over and ask if they need anything. Giving is the most rewarding thing you could ever do. I I walk into my town and people know me because my other career was like, you know, I I ran a real estate team, but people knew me because I was selling everyone's houses. So like I have, people know me. So, but I smile at everyone I pass. And some people who I don't recognize, who clearly don't recognize me either, look at me and they're like, I you. why are you smiling at me what like they don't know what to do with a smile a smile it's so sad
0: Mm. and do you feel like are you optimistic about the trajectory do you feel like it'll go up down what
1: do you think
0: of course I, I of course you're optimistic about it you know why why
1: because I can impact it by who I be, who I am, who I decide to be, and you can impact it. And there are enough people in our world right now that are trying to impact it. So I can't look to someone else to do anything, but I can look to myself. And as long as I keep doing something, we each have a ripple effect in other people's lives, even with a smile. You don't know what you just did for that person's day, even if they were like, that's weird. Why is that person, that random woman smiling at me with her big goofy smile?
0: Mm. Now, um, in terms of growing, uh, you know, because I feel like this is something that i was even talking to with my uh, my beloved studio producer over here Josh before um it feels Hi, Josh. <laughs> that there's a there's a lot you know i i mean even look on social media a lot of people these days want to be either life coaches business coaches mindset coaches everything coaches um and sometimes it's hard to sort through like the fraudulent ones and the real ones and i think that um you know there's a lot of great ones like you and there's a lot of ones that you know, maybe self-proclaimed to be. Um, how do people out there really, uh, if they're looking to improve their mindset or their life or whatever it may be, what are some things for them to, to look for when gauging, okay, is this the right person that I want to be taking advice from?
1: First of all, like, I think that's a great point. And that's any industry, right? right. There's it's the 80-20 rule. So like, But the first thing you need to do is get in touch with yourself and figure out what it is you're looking for. And then what I find, not just in my industry, but my old industry too, is like people just say, okay, like, okay, I'll hire you when you get off the phone and have your initial conversation, did that feel good? Did you like the person or did you just say, okay, I made my first phone call. If I spoke to someone, she seems like a decent coach. So I'll hire her. What's her credibility? What kind of schooling did she have? What did she go through? Like, usually I'll share a little bit, not too much, but a little bit about my life because the way I got to coaching was through my own trauma, my own adversity, my own challenges. And that's how I wound up here. And so it's, it's, um, but you have to get in touch with your inner voice and your intuition. And that's, and that is, it takes us back to the question, why are people suffering and being away from your soul and not being close to it? That your soul is your guidance, your it's your intuition. So if you have all this like muck all up in yourself, that's clouding your intuition, you don't know. So before you get on the phone call think about what you want from the call think about what you're looking for and then when you get off the phone call doesn't have to be a meditation but just sit for 2 minutes how does your body feel is your heart racing are you anxious are you overly excited and like manic because maybe that's not good either because you're just excited about the prospect um and then like basic things like do they have certification how many years have they been doing it how many clients do they have do they have references but that's more when you were talking about like the news do you miss things? That's more your basic 3D, like your basic level stuff that you just need to do. It's the other stuff that will really help you—the intuition, the, the the connecting with yourself, and seeing how it felt for you.
0: Mm. Now, for you, um, you know, how has you know, in a lot of ways, social media and the internet helped you in in developing your business? Because um, the reality is, is you know, it's as much as it could be our biggest downfall. It's in these days one of our biggest tools.
1: I mean, it's been great for me in all areas, but, um, and I did have a little rabbit hole that I went down one time and I'm glad I did because I got to see what my clients go through. They show me and will they'll, they'll say, look at this person's post. And what do you think of this? And do you see this? And that was great. That's great. Cause I can help them because I'm pretty intuitive, but when I had to go through it personally and got stuck in it and got caught up in it, that wasn't fun. So I had that experience, but other than that, and I, again, I, I welcome that. I think that's good. But other than that, I think overall, um, it's been an amazing platform. Not they've all been amazing, you know, platforms, LinkedIn, a uh, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram's my baby, but all of them have been like awesome for me.
0: Mm. Now for you, how do you, you know, continue growing, uh, your brand, your business, your podcast or everything, um, on a daily basis?
1: I mean, well, there are a few things. First, I have faith. So besides doing anything, I'm on a mission. I'm here, This is not, I'm not loving putting my face everywhere. I do not love being on videos all the time. And so I know there's something bigger than me that's pushing me to do this, that I, I if I want to stay aligned with my soul's purpose, I have to do this. So there's that. Um, I mean, I'm always kind of trying to be creative. So I'm doing like some new, new types of fun interviews that I'm super excited about, but I can't give too much information um, that aren't about me, but they'll be about other people. And then I have a book coming out in 2021. So all those types of things, also word of mouth. Um, and most of all, it's just trust that if this is where I'm supposed to be, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing, that it's going to keep rolling. But, you know, It's just going to keep happening. But I'm constantly thinking about different ways to increase you know, my brand visibility and stuff like that.
0: Now to wrap things up, do you ever think about legacy or how you hope people, hopefully many more years of, of long, healthy life, um, but you know how you hope people remember you
1: it's a really nice question um it's not how I other than my children who I definitely will care how they remember me I know where my heart is I know how I've spent my life I've made a lot of mistakes I've messed up a lot in my life in my younger years when I was hurting and I wasn't loving myself I've made amends whether I've spoken to people directly and apologized or did it through meditation or energetically, and I can't control what anyone else is going to think or what my legacy is. I have to trust that every day when I put my head on my pillow and I go to sleep and I feel good about my day and what I've done, that that's going to show. And if it doesn't, I only have one person to contain with at the end of the day when I am at that place where I'm no longer going to be here. And if that, that, I don't, it's not a person, but that divine being is good, I'm good.
0: Beautiful. People can follow you uh, on Instagram at Pam Christian with two ends at the end. Uh, the Juice Podcast, they can check you out. And then I believe your website is thepamchristiangroup.com. Is that correct? You got it. Beautiful. And is there anything else that uh, the masses out there need to know about where they can find you or listen to you? or?
1: No, that's all good. But I just want to say to you, thank you so much for having me. And if there's anything I could ever do for you, you can always reach out.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time today.
1: Thank you. Have a good night.
0: You too.